Welcome to the XYZ Experiment. I'm your host Fiona and I'll be your Gen X today. Hi, I'm Dash. I'm a millennial, also known as a Gen Y. Hi, I'm Amelia. I'm dual generational on the cusp between millennial and Zuma, depending on the day. So today, Amelia, we thought we just to talk about Gwyneth Paltrow's um, routine and why the internet has just gone crazy on um, because she she just gives her routine out so casually, and then um, and I wanted to sort of talk about when I listened to it, what I first of all thought, and then thinking about my own routine, what I do for my day. Do you have a routine that you follow most days? Yeah. I thought you would. I thought you would. Do you, <laughs> do you have a routine, Dash? Yeah, I do. Yeah. But it's changed depending on different health stuff. So I think it will be an interesting one to unpack. Okay. Um, I didn't realise, you know, that people are really upset that she's an influencer and all that. And my first reaction was, well, how much of an influencer is she? She's not changing my routine. But then actually, she actually did change me a little bit because I was thinking, right, I've got to get into the sauna and I've got to you know, like get my bone broth out again. I actually did think those things after listening to her. So, you know, and I'm 54, I'm not 24, but you just wonder how far that influence goes. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when I listened to that, I didn't think it was that crazy. Like what are they outraged about? I was like intermittent fasting, especially for certain medical conditions is actually a really beneficial thing to like manage stuff. I didn't think there was anything problematic when I like, yeah, maybe like probably have a little bit more than just like a bit of bone broth for lunch. But mm. like, I don't think she was speaking in exact terms of, I oh, have purely bone broth. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't, didn't think, think it was so outrageous. either. I thought she was just giving a very brief overview of her day, but it would vary, you know. So when and when she was saying I oh, stick mostly to paleo, I didn't think, oh, she just eats vegetables. I thought, oh, she probably eats a lot of meat and fish and chicken mm. and probably quite a bit of nuts and things like that and and maybe limit some of her fruit, which I know elimination diets aren't necessarily, you know, a great thing. But I, I didn't think she only sips soup at lunchtime. I didn't think that either. Yeah, but you guys wouldn't, but I think other people would. Do you think? I think yeah. Other, yeah, I totally think that other people would listen to that and think, okay, I fast and then I break my fast with just some bone broth. Yeah. And that might be the interpretation that people would have come to and be like, ah. And to be honest, like I've only listened to snippets of it and the only thing that I like totally freaked out was the ozone butt gas thing, which <laughs> I was like, that is not okay. Um, and so, but the intermittent fasting thing, I didn't have a problem with. Do you think, but how, how long does she fast for? Cause she did say she has a coffee and then also she said that sometimes she'll have something that just doesn't spike her blood sugar. Which it's, I found funny cause coffee does spike your blood sugar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, honey, you don't know what spikes your blood sugar. You're not wearing a CGM. <laughs> Do you think, because uh, I'm so fascinated by diet, honestly. It really fascinates me because, you know, being a type 1 diabetic, it's there's so many, I don't know, it's so confusing and there's so many rules and things like that. And I just like to eat when I'm hungry and often it's not in the morning. I often don't eat breakfast. Like I, I'll have my last meal. I don't have any strict time that I eat my last meal, to be honest, but I'm probably not eating after 9 or 10 at night at all. And then I... I'd be lucky sometimes if I eat before one the next day. So how much fasting is that? that? It's 13, 14, 15 hours. 
would that mess with your um, glucose though if you did eat before then or no like- no and that's one of the reasons why I got a pump because I hated the fact that if I didn't have a pump before then I had to eat at certain strict times yeah. during the day and it was like well I don't want breakfast every day at seven and lunch every day at one and dinner every day at seven at night I wanted to have more freedom than that so by having the pump I still get that little bit of insulin to keep my muscles going and to keep my brain going you know functionally normally like a normal person but I don't have to force myself to eat in the mornings because mm. I'm just not a morning eater I've tried so many times to you know because you know all of a sudden I realized now I'm actually quite influenced by what people say I must be honest now because you know you hear breakfast is the most important meal of the day and I was thinking okay well I've got to have breakfast but it just doesn't make me feel good to have breakfast yeah I'm the same. I don't eat breakfast at all. And a lot of people around me at work is the same. But also the breakfast being the most important meal of the day isn't based on strong research evidence. It's marketing. It's marketing. And that was from the breakfast food companies saying you have to start with breakfast. Yeah. I like to do, I think they call it intuitive eating. I eat when when I feel I'm ready to eat. But also, I think I'm obsessed about food and eating because it, and you'd be the same, Dash, because it has to be thoughtful because now I have to take yeah. insulin for it. So I have to, I have to, I feel obsessed about it sometimes thinking, okay, I have to then count how many carbohydrates is this going to be? I have to work that out in my head. And sometimes I get it right, sometimes I get it wrong. And then I have to dial that up and I have to give it at the right amount of time because otherwise my blood sugar will spike up and down really fast. And, and so I think because of that, I can get really caught up in this sort of stuff about, oh, yeah, I don't want my blood sugar to spike before lunchtime. You know, like I can get mm. caught up in that. And just, you know, me as a Gen X and I'm in my 50s, I just wonder what the 20-year-olds are doing. That's why I'm so interested to hear what you younger guys, when you hear, you know, people spruiking advice and that, you think, oh, that sounds right to me, like – do you listen to it don't you what happens I do think she did present herself in an interesting way because she had like a drip going with vitamins coming in and I was just like so much privilege like privilege yeah I know and and so I do get that people need to villainize her and want to have a villain in the story but I also don't think she helped herself like the way she presented some of the things she said, I was like, if you wanted to genuinely talk about what you do to feel well, you wouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. And, you know, as we've said in a previous podcast, um, all publicity is good publicity, right? And so mm. people are talking about it mm. all week. Yeah. And that's what she wants. If she mm. had been benign, no one would be talking about it. Sales on Goop go up. Yeah. Sales on Goop go up. Do you but think what is too your... that her yeah. audience, her audience was a man who completely agrees with that, that routine? So she was speaking to the converted when she said it. Yeah. Because there's no questioning of it. Do you know what I mean? In that moment, there's no questioning of it because he, he, she said that he's her doctor. So yeah. so she's talking to someone who obviously already knew what that routine was, and. And so he's just saying, yes, yes, I agree, I agree, yes, yes, of course, you know, I do IVs as well. Whereas if she was speaking to a, a medical doctor or something like that, they would have gone, or you us. what? Yeah, we or us going, like... what? 
you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and your vitamins from food. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you so many of that bitch. on TikTok. People yeah. going, get your vitamins from food. Like, yeah. like you can do it that way. But it's interesting how there's these trends that do go around and people then are like, oh, I've got to buy that. And it's like this impulse purchase on some of the most random things. So what's your, what's your daily routine for your health? What, what do you do daily or do you have a routine or don't you have a routine? What do you, how do you have a, a healthy day? So I will normally wake up at five. Minutes. I don't like to touch social media in the first 30 minutes because I'll always have messages or things that will immediately send me into like fight or flight stress mode. So I'll sort of just like watch some YouTube, like whether it's a video essay or something like that in the first 30 minutes, just to wake up immediately when I get out of bed, actually. So I set my alarm clock, my old school alarm clock in my bedroom and I charge my phone out in my lounge room. So when I wake up, I go straight to the bathroom and use a (laughs) fruity like mango or watermelon toothpaste because the flavor really smacks you in the face when you first wake up and it wakes you up a lot because people say you should like chug a bottle of water but I'm not going to drink a whole bottle of water as soon as I wake up like it's just not happening um after about 30 minutes I normally like to try and go for a run um so I follow like the Nike run club mm-hmm. app um how long um, do you go for a run for well whatever they recommend so it depends like for example I've been I've backed off on my normal routine a bit lately because I changed my anxiety meds and I was like, I'm just going to make sure that I have enough sleep and like that I'm being gentle on myself and not like super stringent. So maybe I'll get up at six at the moment instead. Yeah. But normally we'll go for a run for probably like 30 minutes and then come back, have a shower. Actually, no, immediately when I come back, I do this thing called Wim Hof, which is like a breathing exercise that's like meditation But I find with normal meditation, my mind just drifts too much. And it also stimulates cortisol release. So it's kind of good because it's stressing yourself out sort of in a strategic way. Yep. Um, And I find it just really centers me, which is nice. And then I have a shower, get ready. And then I have until probably about eight o'clock just to do whatever I need to do. So whether that be reply to messages or emails or yeah. Just and then when do you eat first time in the day? Probably like 12, yep. 12.30, just whenever I get a, a chance. Like I don't really have a lunch break with work. Yep. Um, so just in between patients. And I try and like plan the f- meals a week ahead. Do you snack much during the day? Depends if I'm stressed. If yep. I'm stressed, yes. Um, or if it's present. If the snacks are around, I will mm-hmm. snack. If there's no snacks... I don't snack. And then when do you have dinner? Do you have a strict dinner routine? It depends. I try and have it by like no later than 7.38 because I'm going to bed at around 9. Like I'm in bed by 9.30. Yeah. Um, And I have a really strict rule most of the time, no going out on a school night because I don't like going out and feeling like I have a time place like a time placed on me to spend time with people and socialize. Cause realistically, if I go out and stay out till 10, even though it's not that late, it will be a deficit the next day that will just end up snowballing throughout my week. Yeah. So then when it comes to the weekend, like I still get up at a reasonable time on the weekend. I got up at six this morning. Um, but I just try to be a bit more free. Like if I need to sleep in, I sleep in. I don't set alarms necessarily. Yeah. 
What about yeah. you, Dash? What's your day look like? So my day at the moment, so I used to do a 16-8 fast, so I wouldn't have anything until um, probably 11 o'clock. Yep. Um, however, at the end of last year, I started on metformin and yep. you have to eat, eat with that. Yeah. I had like a discussion with the pharmacist trying to negotiate it. And I was like, does coffee count? They're like, no. <laughs> but generally, I wake up at 5.30 to feed Pete Uncle. Well, Pete Uncle wakes me up at 5.30 to feed Pete Uncle. Yeah. And I come back to bed. And then depending on when Scott wakes up, um, which might be 6, 6.30, he will get up and make us black coffees. And we have black coffee in bed for a little bit. We'll, you know, do the Twitter feed, read the news, chat a little bit. And then... Depending on my workday, I either have to start pretty early or otherwise I can go for a walk with Pete Uncle or do some exercise in the morning. Um, and then I'm generally in meetings and I just try to eat my lunch whenever I have a break. So sometimes that can range anywhere from 11.30. Oh, I should say. So now I have to have breakfast. Yeah. So I um, now just have a little bit of yogurt because I'm not like you guys. I'm not that hungry in the morning, mm. but I have to eat enough that a tablet isn't going to cause me gastrointestinal yes. issues during yeah. the day. So basically I just have a, a small amount of yogurt um, with my second coffee. And um, then I'd have lunch at about between 11.30 and 1, depending on where my meeting cycle is. I get my meals during the week delivered. Um, so they're vegetarian meals. They're kind of low carbohydrates, really, really, really delicious um, meals. So I'll eat one of those for lunch and I'll probably eat dinner between five and six. So I'm an early dinner eater. And like Amelia, I don't love doing weeknight events or dinners. Um, I will if I need to, um, but I try to stay home as much as possible because it does let me control that eating element better. And I tend to go to bed early. So I'm usually in bed by eight o'clock. I've started doing bedtime yoga. Mm -hmm. um, it's only 10 minutes, but it's just enough to try and kind of, I read this really good book about um, completing your stress cycle. And so I'm trying to indicate to my body at the end of the day that, you know, your body is safe, your body is, um, you're okay. So that I'm not carrying that stress into my next day. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the yoga breathing and kind of the stretching kind of helps me do that. So, yeah, that's my routine. It all sounds pretty normal, really. Like, that's, I just, as I said, when I was listening to Gwyneth, I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, just I didn't realise how, I don't know. I, I um, My routines have really changed over the years, like really changed. I used to be quite regimented about it when I was younger um, and then as I've got older, just like a lot of things in my life, I'm just like, oh, you know, it'll it'll be what it will be. And I, I'm far more relaxed about things. The thing that changed my life quite a bit was getting this new dog that we've got, Suki. Yeah. And um, uh, because now I've got a little person to look after. My last dog was really old and used to look after herself. But this one... Um, yeah, and she's a real heart dog. So I'm normally up anywhere between 5 and 5.30, and that's because of the dog. And uh, she wakes me up. And then, But we don't get breakfast or anything. What we do is we go onto my lovely 20-year-old couch, and her and I then go to sleep together <laughs> for at least an hour with her curled up around my legs because Suki doesn't sleep with us in the bed. 
And I've realized now, like if I can't sleep, I actually use that as some meditation time and just the real pleasure of her with her weight behind my legs because she curls up in behind my legs and my backside. Um, that's really soothing to me to have that. Mm. So that's a beautiful way to start the day. And um, so I, I'm happy to get up to her. And uh, But if I've had a late night, then I'm exhausted and I sleep with her. And I do a lot of breathing, a lot of breathing exercises. I do a lot of box breathing. So I just do the box breathing because uh, I find that really soothing to take breaths into my belly. And then um, I find it really hard to eat breakfast, really hard, to the point where sometimes when I'm trying to force myself, I'll actually then think I'm going to vomit it back up. I find it. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. And um, so I don't normally eat breakfast, but I try to drink a bit of water. Um, uh, so because otherwise I find... Uh, if I'm going to work with that, I become very dehydrated and literally my tongue is sticking to the roof of my mouth. And I'm telling patients all day long, drink more water, drink more water, drink more water. So I try to do that mantra myself. So I drink quite a bit of water and I take a water bottle to work. Now, sometimes if a patient um, cancels and I've got a bit of free time, probably the time I really like to eat is around 10, 30, 11. Um, mm. But I can go to one o'clock. I can go to one before I eat. So... Uh, so but if I'm having a day off, uh, 10, 30, 11 is like my ideal time to have something to eat. And then um, sometimes if I've eaten late, I don't eat lunch. Like brunch and, you know, lunch becomes brunch literally for me. Um, and then I get to nighttime and nighttime I always try to concentrate on um, eating plenty of greens. Like I, I find that's really important. Um, some sort of protein and sometimes um, I normally have a bit of... Um, uh, carbohydrate as well but nothing heavy because otherwise my insulin spikes when I sleep overnight and for a type one that's not good because my pump will wake me up to tell me but my biggest problem is I th and I often wonder this is because I eat so late sometimes in the afternoon particularly when I get home from work I can over snack if that makes sense I'm really ravenous around five or six o'clock and I have to be really careful about that's not when I reach for the chocolate or I reach for a biscuit or, or something like that. So we've been eating dinner a lot earlier um, recently to, you know, to avoid that because beforehand I used to eat dinner quite late, like at 7.30, 9. And I found now that if I sort of eat by 6, 6.30, it stops me from snacking as much as I used to do. Although sometimes I, I think snacking is actually you're just dehydrated. You just haven't drunk Enough water, enough water as well yeah. yeah enough water too i don't drink coffee or anything but i do like sometimes a glass of coke zero um coke no me sugar too. to give me and i think and i normally do that in the evening not every day but i do i do like a coke with no sugar in it and i add in ice i like it all watered down i like it very cold to get my um my i think that's just for my i think and i had normally a cup of tea when i get to work as well and I, but I actually use that cup of tree strategically. That's to give me a bit of um, uh, a bit of an up and go, literally, yeah. you know. So a bit of caffeine, and and so I use that strategically. But as I'm talking to you girls, I'm really thinking, and I'd love to know you on this. I'm thinking about how many of the things are coming out of my mouth, and that I do. It's because I've listened to some influencer. I've read some book. I've listened to some podcasts and then I've put that into my life. Like I've read books about – and by medicos, I've read books where they only eat one meal a day and that's how mm. they lost 20 kilos and they've kept the weight off. 
but they drink coffee all through the day until then. Um, I've read books on, you know, paleo. I've read books on, um, oh, my God, 800 calories a day, liquid diets. I've just read so much and I reckon I've tried so much. And where where do you – what's normal? What's, what's normal? I don't know what's normal anymore. I just this don't know. This is the fascinating thing. Like, I wonder if we didn't have that influence, like, what would – even say for example 50 or 60 years ago like what was their morning routine like or before advertising so I can tell you 50 60 years ago because I'm that age and Mm. I often think about what we were brought up with as kids you know and what we were brought up with is you got up in the morning I'd normally have a cup of Milo and it would have mostly hot water with some Milo and a little bit of milk on the top and then um, you wouldn't eat again till lunch. And lunch would be what I made. And it would normally be uh, a Vegemite sandwich or a peanut butter sandwich and a piece of fruit. And that would be it, literally. So sandwich and a piece of fruit. Then um, when we got home, or I used to go to after school care, we were given a piece of toast and you could choose whatever topping you wanted on it. And that would be like jam, Vegemite, peanut butter with a glass of cordial. That was your afternoon tea still wouldn't eat anything till dinner time. Then dinner time would come and my parents, I grew up with sausages, um, um, Rizals. chops, chops, always a veggie, always a veggie, always a potato. Um, and sometimes if we were going really fancy, we'd have like a shepherd's pie or then my parents learned to make Italian. So we would have spaghetti bolognese. And then for dessert, we'd have a scoop of ice cream with some fruit out of a can, you know, plums, peaches, pears, and that's what we'd eat, you know. And and occasionally we might get a, a treat here and there. You might have a Kit Kat uh, on a Thursday night, always Thursday nights. If we had a good week, we'd be taken to Hungry Jack's and that's where I would have a Coca-Cola on that night only. Um, yeah, so I feel like it was a very basic. And I often think, is that what I need to go back to, That just go back to that basic, basic food? Well, I feel like for me personally, rattling off my routine, I just feel so privileged. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, I've got to think about my breathing. And like, it's a good thing, but it's also one of those things where if I was in a different circumstance, I wouldn't have the time to be so thinking about myself. And like, it is good to put self-care first, but I think sometimes we have the ability to just overthink it too much. And like, we're just grinding down to try and, reinvent 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 to be as efficient as possible and suck everything out of the day and it's like not everybody has that opportunity or ability or luxury but I never Mm. used to think about food all through my 20s and 30s I just never thought about food and over the last 20 years I thought about food a lot and I don't know whether it's a diabetic thing because now I'm forced to I don't know what what about you Dash has anything changed for you Well, if I think back to my childhood and my 20s, I used to often say, oh, I wish there was a pill I could take that would I could have instead of having to eat. Like I was always just running around and I didn't want to have to think about food and I didn't. Whereas in now I am super obsessed with food. And I think a few different things have influenced that is the privilege piece is a big one. I can afford to buy some delicious food. But I do think all of my health conditions have meant that I have become super 
obsessed with food and thinking about food and it, even things like um so now like being gluten-free I I now have to bring food with me sometimes just because it's too hard to trust I'm going to be able to find something um when I'm out and about and also I sometimes have to pre-dose I don't know if you have to do this pre-dose pre-bolus for a meal so, you know, give myself a bolus 20 minutes beforehand, but that means I need to know what I'm eating and that I'm definitely going to be eating in that window of time because otherwise you're going to hypo. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me now is I've become much better at listening to my body. And yeah. so I'm not as influenced by what other people do. And I had a lot of friends who were doing keto and paleo and being like, carbs are the devil. I know for me, I need them. Yeah. I need them. My brain works better when I have carbohydrates as part of my diet. Yeah, I do think I'm better at listening to my body. And, you know, I come from an Asian background. Rice is a core part of our diet. Mm. I went from breast milk to rice and curry. Like there was no <laughs> baby food in between. And I'm fine with that. But yeah, it, That it sounds delicious. That's me, my body... That's where my sweet spot is for my body. I feel well on that kind of diet. So you... if we were brave enough like Gwyneth to, and I'm saying uh, to give out your routine like that, right, would we all be judged? Would we all fail <laughs> the internet test? You know what I mean? Like I just wonder who who could give up, who could like whether it's in written form or whether you do an interview and say this is my day like what my day looks like, would we pass that or would people judge us for that? Like who's perfect? No one. Yeah. And I feel like everyone's always, you might be the juiciest apple in the box, but some people just like oranges. (laughs) (laughs) And there's always going to be someone who has an opinion about it. But I do think celebrities and uh, influencers, when they put it out there, it is, more of a space where people are going to make comment on what they do. I don't know if people would care about us as much. <laughs> no, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. I just wonder if you're a celebrity and they ask you that, whether the celebrity should just say, hey, I'm not going to share that information. Your listeners don't need to hear that. Let's talk about something more interesting. I don't know. But for Gwyneth, she is the brand and she is the ideal. And so, like, she's just always going to be. Because it's so much money tied up in it for her because her whole stick is wellness Mm. and youth and beauty. Mm. It's Amelia here. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the XYZ Experiment podcast. And don't forget to leave a rating and a review. If you enjoyed our show, please share it with your family and friends. We would really appreciate that. And hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Instagram at the XYZ Experiment for all the latest updates and news and multiple fun facts because we love that. Our original music is composed and performed by Luke Champion. <laughs>